1: And good morning to you, wherever you may be. And that's kind of weird doing good morning <laughs> good here morning. on Lighthouse Live. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, great to have you with us. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Elaine Harlan, our uh, producer and co-host. And welcome to all of you joining us around the world on Lighthouse Live. And uh, uh, we were just checking. And, and in fact, uh, one of our friends from Israel uh, logged in yesterday. And uh-huh. uh, between the, this past week, between 100 and 140 of you logged in per day to download the Lighthouse broadcast and we thank you so much for mm-hmm. uh, sharing your time with us and uh, a new visitor from europe from wolverhampton, wolverhampton. now whoever you are in wolverhampton We'd like to know where that is. I, I don't know where Wolverhampton is.
0: Marty, you have any guesses where Ma- that might be?
1: Uh, I was saying Germany or Austria, maybe oh, okay. Switzerland. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, could be. We'll, we'll find. You know, if you just email us at uh, uh, info at vibrantcommunities dot org. Info at vibrantcommunities.org. We'd love to know where you are located uh, in Europe. Anyway, uh, thanks to our international listeners and, of course, uh, stateside as well. Great to have you with us. Our guest today, this is a special broadcast. And you know, if it's 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, we're on the air, why, it's uh, it's the man, the myth, the legend, uh, broadcasting legend, Marty Lancer with us. And his lovely wife, Terry, with us as well. Thanks. Marty, welcome. Always great to have you with us.
2: Well, it's good to be here. Yep, 10 o'clock, Marty's here. That's kind of how it works, yeah, I guess. Ab- no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. My weird
1: schedule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, of course, Marty, the uh, the voice of flying, flying traffic here yes, in the uh, in the Central Valley, we will be visiting with Marty. You know, this is going to be a fun broadcast. Oh, this, this is just, we're kind of kicking back in the mm-hmm. front room here of ABC, and it's just going to be a fun time together. Before we start, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs
3: people
4: Hey what's up this is Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks. John a Priest is blind and Hugh Laverick cannot walk but their refusal to deny Jesus makes them too strong in the eyes of the state church of 16th century England and the Lord of London sentences them to burn at the stake. Throwing away his crutch, Laverick rejoices. Be of good cheer, my brother, for my Lord of London is our good physician. He will heal us both shortly, thee of blindness and me of lameness. These martyrs knew what man meant for evil, God could turn to good. At the execution, their testimony is graphic and their healing complete. So what's your attitude during tough times? Will you take a stand? For more on the voice of the martyrs, go online to persecution.com.
1: Isn't that a great testimony? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. whatever we're dealing with, you know, God always always has a testimony that just blows us away. What uh, what a wonderful testimony from two great uh, great saints. By the way, speaking of great saints, we just had the privilege uh, this uh, weekend, yesterday, Sunday, of visiting with the good folks at Greater True Light Baptist yes. Church in Modesto, Pastor Velton Johnson and uh, Pastor Carl Bryant and uh, the good folks there. And, and you know, folk, the, when you walk into a church, Marty and Terry, the, you know, if you're visiting, if, if you're not a regular attendant, you walk in you almost immediately get a feeling of whether this is a family or it's just a bunch of disconnected people. You know, and I don't mean to be critical, but it's, it's the reality, right? And, and you walk into Greater True Light Church, and it's a family. There is no doubt that this is a family of believers, and we just had the greatest time there yesterday. Great. And if you happen to go there on the fifth Sunday... On those months when there is a fifth Sunday, special treat. On the months that there's not a fifth Sunday, it's probably not a good idea to go because, well, because. But anyway, if you, if you it'll go be on a, a
3: Tuesday, yeah, it'll be a Tuesday. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, nobody be there. I don't think. Anyway, if you go on the fifth, they have an incredible potluck mm. afterwards, and uh, my kids said hey, can we come here all the time? <laughs> well, I, well, think about that. The next 5th Sunday, I think, will be in June, Mike. Will it really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Potluck coming in June. Uh, plan, <laughs> plan your calendars choice. now. Anyway, what a, gr- what a neat group of people, and uh, just a great privilege to share with them the ABC story and, and celebrate mm. Christ's message to us, uh, as the Father has sent me, mm-hmm. so I am sending you. And wow. it is a sending church, in fact, in their bulletin. You know, it, it, when you walk in, you get their bulletin, you open it up, and, you uh, you know, it says enter to worship and uh, exit to serve.
0: And yeah. I love the part. Where we are Christ ambassadors. Christ we ambassadors. Ambassadors for Christ.
1: What a, what a great Which Paul Christ. says, too, in the Bible. It's absolutely. Right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. So uh, anyway, our, our thanks again to Pastors Velton Johnson mm-hmm. and uh, Carl Bryant for inviting us in. Let's check in now with an update uh, from Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute.
5: It's time for The Legal Edge. A look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus.
4: Pacific Justice Institute has recently received word that the court, which declared most forms of homeschooling unlawful in California, has agreed to rehear the case. This court decision reinforces PJI's position that homeschooling families should continue to homeschool without fear of governmental interference. And you can be assured that we will be actively involved in the upcoming briefs due in late April. This is good news for all homeschoolers. Let's all pray that this time the court will get it right. I'm Brad Dacus.
5: To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org.
0: Take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way. Some chances for you to volunteer. The American Red Cross Dance Law Chapter with the second annual Heroes Breakfast heroes among us ordinary people and extraordinary compassion we like this this is going to be held on wednesday june 4th at the double tree hotel the community is invited to nominate everyday heroes from stanislaw county and this is going to be uh, recognized in 12 categories including good samaritan adult senior youth law enforcement uh, professional rescue medical military workplace uh, education Uh, Animal, Spirit of the Red Cross, and Stanislaw, Hero of the Year. Nominees must live or work in Stanislaw County. However, the heroic act may have occurred elsewhere and at any time within the last 24 months. Deadline for nominations is Friday, April 25th at 5 p.m. Volunteers ages 16 years and older needed to help out with event planning, sponsorships, logistics, awards, mailings, and uh, day of activities including setup, greeting attendees, cleanup, and things like that. Uh, If you want more on that, we'll give you the number to call here in just a moment. March for Babies, uh, formerly Walk America, is a national effort to raise dollars to support March of Dimes' mission and that's preventing birth defects and infant mortality through research, education, community services, and advocacy. Approximately 1,000 individuals and business teams are expected to participate in these fundraising events that will take place in the Central Valley on Saturday, April 26th, At Graceta Park in Modesto, Saturday, May 10th, at Dr. Powers Park in Tracy, and Saturday, May 17th, at Weber Point Event Center in Stockton. Volunteers uh, are needed at all events to help out with setup, cleanup, registration, and act as human side guides, sign guides, I should say, and to serve refreshments. Uh, Flexible shifts are available between 6 and 1. Uh, Individuals may help babies get a healthy start by signing up on their own or with a team to gather pledges and help out to raise dollars for the fight to save babies, and we love babies. Uh, The United Way of Stanislaus Spring International 2008, bringing professional golf back to Modesto from April 10th through 13th. This is taking place at Del Rio Country Club, and the tournament is presented by Foster Farms, and it is the Canadian Tour Season opening event and it is recognized as one of the notable tours of the world. This is going to be a biggie. Tournament tickets are available to the public and at only $20 for a four-day pass, you golfers might really want to get on this it's a 50% savings and the proceeds to benefit united way and partner agencies uh, it offers an opportunity to get inside the ropes if you ever wanted to do that and maybe that just uh, might be your chance at an end at the end of my rope at the end of your know. ropes or get hung by the rope or something like that <laughs> i don't know volunteers are needed to help uh, in all aspects including hospitality uh, spotters scoring parking transportation runners uh, security Adopt a pro, maybe give uh, a pro a place to stay, your place, who knows. Flexible scheduling, again, available through the week from 7.30 to 7.30 p.m. That's a.m. to p.m. Uh, shifts available uh, are usually four hours in length, but uh, volunteers may choose to spend the whole day. Um, volunteers also receive an event hat a shirt and refreshments. Uh, volunteers also needed to, w- to work the week prior to the event to stuff bags, and I'm not sure what all goes into these bags, I'm sure golf ball- balls and all kinds of goodies, but anyway, to help out with the course setup up uh, through Sunday, April 6th, touch one and three people, uh, the Stanislaw County uh, United Way, touching uh, United Way is a premier community impact organization and mobilizing the community at all levels so we just really encourage you to get involved with this it'd be a great way to reach out and touch some lives call Barbara Borba she's at 209-524-1307 extension 113 again 209-524 1307 extension 113 I'll always give us a call here. In fact, I have registration forms that will get you in on
1: this great. Yeah, it'll be a, a great way to support a lot of agencies that you United think. Way has. Now, I'm not a golfer, you know, I'm not, I'm not like either. Marty. I'm a no. bowler. I yeah, love me too. Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> In <laughs> fact, Marty, I had my highest game uh with my son uh, w- a week ago Saturday, 222. Wow, that's never, good. That I had, oh. I had I had six strikes in a row. That is wow. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. never probably never do that again. And, and my son's eyes were big, and I said, you know, this is the one of those moments where you just be dad and pretend like you know what you're doing, you know? <laughs> you're in
2: the zone. You were in the zone, you're and you didn't even know why. That's you know how bowling why. is. Now, I, I think I got 222 Saturday all three games, but... Uh you have Not to add one. them up
3: together
0: you- <laughs> <laughs> 22 I can't even imagine well, that
1: is amazing. and and many of you know that that Marty is is with the blind bowlers here in right. Modesto and you know the problem is I, I you know we we ask for volunteers to to help out with that from time to time and and I volunteered, but, you know, what Marty had set up was for me to be one of the pins. And uh, that, was, that was just kind of a weird experience, Marty. I, I don't know.
2: Down there on lane 51, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he still missed you. <laughs> Yeah. I was going for the eight pin, and man, I got the nine. You know
0: know what, guys? It's probably a law somewhere against having this much fun at this time of the day. I don't know, but wherever you are, dear friends, I hope that you will join us for the next hour and just have as much fun as we are reminiscing uh, because particularly, and I hope this is a great family hour, maybe if you're listening later on uh, to this program, just remembering some of the great times, especially taking a trip with us to TV land. And if you are older, then perhaps you'll remember a lot of these. And if you're younger, then I hope the parents and grandparents will take the opportunity maybe to purchase the DVDs, don't you, Mike? Because I know your family does this, you know, and a and lot of families do.
1: We, we don't allow our kids to watch regular TV. The, the only thing they can watch are, are sporting events and uh, and the news. We let them watch the news. But aside from that, uh, we, we buy them DVDs. And uh, right now, my daughter is. She had, you know, la- last week was Easter vacation, spring break for those of you in public school. But anyway, it was beautiful <laughs> Easter vacation, <laughs> and uh, Heather, we we actually Lori bought it for me. It was the first season of Emergency.
2: Oh, great show. Remember? Remember yeah. Yeah. show! Yes, And yes.
1: you know, all of us. I mean, if if you grow up a boy in America. You want to, at some point in time in your boyhood, you want to be a cop or you want to be a fireman, right? Absolutely. And, of yes. course, emergency w- was such an uh, awesome program because it was on the cutting edge of the paramedics. Of course, now yeah. we take them for granted. But anyway, Heather, who's, who's 14 years old... And we had to go and buy season two and season three. She spent her whole Easter vacation watching Emergency and just <laughs> and loved, she it. loved it. Just, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Talking
0: to her yesterday about it, she just loved it.
1: By the way, and 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 I have my own theme song. Did you know that? From can you pull uh, pot number six up there just oh, for a second? That, yes. now, let let me show you what what my favorite theme song is right here. Okay, you got number out. Well, I think we got a loose okay. cord there. Well, you got a couple loose ends somewhere with the. <laughs> With the engineer well, we here on the know, other we thing, we'll know. get well, that that's worked That's why out I'm here, here is to say. kind of help kill time yeah, while we get there this you stuff go. worked out. All right.
2: Emergency was a great show, though, because it was uh, actually Jack Webb's last foray into television, uh, at least successful foray. He tried to recreate Dragnet in the early 80s, uh, not long before he died, actually, and and uh, that didn't go over quite so well, but... but uh, Emergency was a great show, of course, on, at the same time Adam-12 was. Which oh, was, I love you know, that.
0: One Adam-12. You know, yeah,
1: got a great story about that. Um, when I turned 14, again, I, you know, boyhood dream, wanted to be a cop. Yeah. I joined the, the very, and it was a brand-new program, the Law Enforcement Explorers with the Pasadena Police Department. It had just started up. And, in fact, Adam-12 came out at the same time. We actually, during our meetings, would turn the television on and watch Adam 12 is part, oh, right. uh, yeah. part of our training there. So.
2: You know, what was it? Do you know what the precursor was? Here's a little bit of tri- trivia. At least I, I would call it the precursor to emergency. Did did actually have one on the 50s, and it was a show called Rescue 8. Rescue, Rescue 8. 8. Yep. Uh, it was on for two years. I think 1957 and 58. Boy, I don't I, remember that. I got a few episodes at home if you want to. Well, I think watch I got my theme song here. Are you That's ready? ready? That's ready. Let's try
1: this one. All right, here it goes. That's mine right there. Remember that? Yes. Looney Tune. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it still
1: applies. <laughs> well,
2: you know, it's still on you know,
1: actually. <laughs> it's still on. You know, payday comes up in fifteen days. Elaine
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still have a job. Okay. Yeah.
1: I still sign the checks. I, yeah. To remember <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Actually, actually, I hear that coming down the hall once in a while. Where's Pastor Mike? I don't know. No, 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 no. they'll know I'll come to that. This she's one. not calling you
5: Porky Pig.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> all, folks.
3: <laughs>
1: well, we kind of trashed that part of the program. Now, uh, where do we go from here, Marty? Uh,
2: <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking I, we're going to have some great. This this we started are. this started a couple weeks ago because. Elaine and Doug went out to lunch with Terry and I, and I don't know, we just started talking about old TV shows.
0: How fun that was! And
2: and Elaine goes, wouldn't it be fun to do a radio program on this? So here we are (laughs) on uh, Monday morning, March 31st, and we're doing this radio program. One of the things when I was talking, and Terry and I were talking about this, and we were comparing some shows of the 50s and 60s, and actually we'll find one here in the 70s, too, to some of the shows of today. To kind of show you how we've evolved or devolved, or you call it.
0: is that a word? It is now. It
2: is a word. Yeah. I guess that. Well, just like. Well, well, I misheard. That was Roger Clemens made up that word a few weeks, <laughs> yeah. about a few months ago. That, but, does that mean I messed up? <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: Misspoke. Misspoke.
2: <laughs> but but for in, for instance, um, comparison for you, How I Met Your Mother, which is a current sitcom. I've not watched it actually, to be honest I with you. Either, I haven't either, Marvin. And my mother, the it. car. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, remember my mother, the car with Jerry
1: Van Dyke. It was a silly show. It only lasted I one love season, Jerry but Van but Van it was a it was a good show. You know what? Show. That show ticked my mother off.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Did> it really? <laughs> and, it did. And my, and my mom is a very even person, you mm. know, and you know, but I love that. I love the, the concept of that old car talking, you know, and maybe it was the old thing, you know, Mister Ed. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, Mister Ed. But I just love the idea of the car talking. And she would come in and, I am not a car. I said, it's not you, Mom. It's this other other mom. Moms don't turn into cars. Okay. All
2: right. (laughs) No, Mom, I thought you were a 32 DeSoto. Okay. (laughs) You
1: know, I've been small, but I was smart. So I didn't didn't pursue that too far.
0: Any favorites? What was your favorite, Marty?
2: My favorite TV shows, believe it or not, um back in the days when I was started watching TV. Loved Perry Mason, Mm. and I I learned to really appreciate reruns more because I was a little older. Uh, Dragnet, and we're talking the early Dragnet now. Mm. Not not the 67 to 70, but the 51 through 59, uh, which I got to see in reruns. Love Dragnet. Matter of fact, I own some of them now. And I was an Ironside fan, too.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, and Dragnet, really, for its time, was pretty advanced. Oh, it was! And, and and you, you think about the way that uh, he Jack Webb interfaced with the LAPD at that time. There was almost a partnership there. I mean, you know, there there was some dialogue going on, and and uh, you know, people kind of look at it and say, "Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird." But for its time, I think, as far as, you know, a, a fairly accurate picture and understanding it you know by today's standards probably not but um it was a fairly accurate picture of of law enforcement and some of the uh some of the issues that they faced and and occasionally some of the uh portrayals of the officers yeah you know actually uh actually became uh uh, something that was worthwhile to look at understanding the stresses and strains that they're under i think one of the things that we got more critical later as, as we got into the 70s and
2: people said uh, and I think this was, as, as people could look back at Jack Webb, this was his downfall, was that, you know, he didn't get into, you know, the policemen were good guys. Yeah. Uh, there was no no right. doubt about that. They were all good guys. And, of course, uh, as we learned on Police Story and Hill Street Blues, um, that wasn't always true. But like, I think, Mike, you said it for its time when it came out. You know, it took true cases. And yeah. it to, even though... The story was a half hour. The actual span of the case might have lasted nine months. He would tell you that. Right. He would say, well, three months later, whatever. And it's a great show. Wasn't
0: he the one that said, just the
5: facts, man?
0: Just the facts.
2: Yeah. That's what his show did. It was just
5: the facts. Just the facts.
2: There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies
1: and gentlemen, the story you're about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent.
2: Oh, yeah. The end theme there.
1: <laughs> Love those French horns. I mean, yeah. 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 and and later on of course Adam 12 as as we mentioned uh came to pass and and I think Marty one of the things that that I enjoyed about that and and that was the time that I, I actually started serving as a a teenager with police departments is the guys were really like that and and you know there you see so many shows today where the the police officers are messed up and they're all having affairs mm. and you know there there is an element of that but you know back then and I, you know, I'm talking, 19, you know, early 70s, maybe mid 70s. The guys were were guys to look up to. Yeah, yeah, you know, they they were. And and I say guys, there was one woman. On the force at that time, and and she is now a the the chief of police in in uh, Sierra madre I believe, but um, these were these were people that you looked up to, you know, and if they had personal problems, they kept them at home, you yeah. know, yeah, and they didn't allow it to affect, you know, what what they were doing mm-hmm. on the street. And and they were really they were real heroes, and I think that's that's something that Jack Webb did uh, successfully do, and that was make cops heroes, which they were. I understand. Uh, maybe you were down there when he died in December of
2: 1982. Uh, the L.A. Uh, police uh, Building had its flag at half mast. Wow.
1: Yeah, I believe wow. so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just an incredible legacy that uh, that he left, and and it is very interesting in that era. You had the Dragnets, You had the Adam Twelves. You had Emergency. You know, and and these, um, and, and they were they were, they were bringing out heroes that kids could look up. You know, looking at John Gage and um, Desoto. It, Desoto, the John, yeah. Desoto, right? And uh, you know, I mean, these guys were guys that you that were likable, and they were out there doing a job. And I, re- I remember going back to Adam Twelve. You know, there were times when uh, when Pete, there was struggling with stuff. You know, and and it was in the midst of a lot of um, uprising on our campuses. And I remember that there was one of those episodes in Adam 12 uh, where he was going to uh, he was doing some some college work, I think. And somebody wrote pig, you know, on his Mm -hmm. something on his property or whatever. And they were dealing with with real issues, but not sensationalizing. They're just kind of a a, a real treatment of what was going on.
2: You know, you were talking about women detectives. Terry and I were talking here. Matter of fact, this morning and she says, you ever notice it on TV? nowadays the women detectives are dressed very provocatively now they don't dress that way in real life i don't think but on tv it sells so that's the um, that's the image they like to portray and it's not necessarily accurate
0: and let's face it that's what they're doing they're selling that's yeah. that's the big thing the advertisers and that's what it's all about and terry do you have any favorites i'm thinking about the family shows Remember the family shows that we used to watch? Well, I
5: hate to tell you, I like Sugarfoot and Maverick. (laughs) (laughs) Really?
0: Sugarfoot and Maverick. Uh, Maverick uh, was a biggie, wasn't it? James Garner
1: and uh, Jack Kelly. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Maverick. I remember Maverick. Yes.
1: You know, James Garner... What a legend. Yes. You yeah. know, you look at the roles that guy has played over the years. And, of course, Rockford Files. Yep. Uh, you know, I watched every one of those episodes. Yep. And he just had a way of making the part warm and uh, and sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know.
2: Yep. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he's uh, close to 80 now. And uh, I think he's pretty much retired.
1: But some great, great TV legacy. Once in a while they bring him out, you know, for a, for a show. In fact, he did... Uh, who did the, it? Was Mel Gibson? Didn't he do the the revised? I, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. So. and he yeah. was James Garner was in that. Yeah. He was, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. That was that was fun. It's kind of like when um, Sean Connery retired out of being Double O Seven, and Roger Moore took over. They yes. they would do that thing in the end where they'd, they they you'd see the two actors walk by each other and they kind of look at each other. It's kind of an inside <laughs> joke, you know, so was bringing the, bringing some of those fo- folks back.
5: But he always seemed, Eric always seemed like kind of a happy guy. You know, there wasn't all this angst-driven stuff that you see so much of today in television.
1: There isn't. And, and you know, the reality really is, uh, you you look at police departments and fire departments now, and, and yeah, you know, there are some folks that have problems because real life is real life. But in general, they are good people. And and they're not. You were just talking about the female detectives, um, Marty. And, and I, I worked for three... Police departments in the in the 80s uh, up to 90, and and I work with two now, and um, you know they're nice people, but I don't see any detectives dressed like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's kind of that's bogus. And well, and then and all this CSI stuff. You know, we talk about reality. That's <laughs> yeah, not reality. They, You know, they, they don't solve these cases that quickly with all these. I mean, you know, there is some good police work that happens on cold cases, but it takes years to do. And sometimes, sometimes never yeah. solved. Yeah, and, and really, I think, too, it, it's devolved into uh, a very sensational uh, thing to be provocative. You know, you look at a lot of these shows and. And the crimes that are committed are just stuff that, you know, it, it's just ugly stuff that you don't need in your head, you know. It's, but I back then, it, it was it was a lot more fun.
2: You know, that takes me to another one of my favorites, Perry Mason, of course, oh. which, mm. you know, the contemporary now is Law & Order. But Perry Mason, you know, there was murder. There, there was a murder every show, one, and and uh, at least most of the time. And, but you never saw the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, here's another one that Terry and I were talking about, this one. Perry Mason, you know, would always use um, the law to his advantage. He would never break the law or bend it. But he would use, I mean, he was a smart guy, and he'd outfox Mr. Burger yeah. every, every time. <laughs> but but uh, the difference is, like, Perry Mason and Shark. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Shark with James Woods. He's a mm. prosecuting attorney. He will sometimes really go over the line now. And, that, and, and yet that's okay because the ends justify the means. But Perry yes, Mason he was, definitely
5: breaks the law. Yeah. He doesn't have a problem with breaking the law yeah. to make things turn out the way he wants them, and that's not right.
1: <laughs> well, and the reality of that is you you can't get away with that. No, today, you know. I mean, th- there are some lines you can push a little bit, but and of course, you know, it's it's drama. Yes, it's and, sensational. And there's dramatic dramatic license there, but yeah, Perry Mason and Raymond Burr, what a what a legendary. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Yes. yeah, yes, of yep. course. And and I think uh, if I remember correctly, all those years that Raymond Burr sat in that wheelchair in Ironside actually affected his vision somewhat, Marty, because of the angle of the lights, and he actually suffered some vision problems. I understand from uh, from that series. That is true. Yeah, he did. And uh,
2: of course, Raymond Burr was not perfect in his personal life, but no. uh, he did He was involved in some great shows that I I, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, in the 50s and 60s, and actually into the
1: early 70s, actually.
5: But a lot of those characters you could look up to as role models. Yes, yes. And that's a little more difficult these days.
1: <laughs> uh, amen to that. You know, when you're talking about uh, role models and, and everyone wanting to be a, a cop and all that, and I think um, here here's one of the um, the early shows that captivated us kids and, and 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 this is talking about single dads, you know? I mean, uh and aside from bachelor father, but here's one I think everybody uh everybody enjoyed. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. One of my
1: favorites. See it every yes, night like on that. TV Land it's mm-hmm. still It's there. still going. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and what a what a great great partner and mm-hmm. foil Don Knotts was. Oh, uh, yeah, wasn't he? What a funny guy.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, but here's a guy, here's a single dad. And he's teaching his son how and, – and Chuck Connors, Rifleman, mm. same thing. He yeah. and Andy Griffith, uh, both single dads, teaching their sons moral things, how to be a real man, not an idiot, and uh, in, instilling good, solid moral principles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us were affected by that. Oh, I think – you remember the one uh, – you ever see the one where Opie kills the birds,
2: uh, the, the the mama bird, Aww, No. The slingshot? <laughs> really? Well, yeah, and 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 he's just fooling <laughs> around, being a, being a kid, and he shoots the bird with a slingshot, and of course Andy sees it and says, "What, what are you doing?" Well, you know, and Andy says, "Well, you got a problem now that 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 those baby birds need nourishment, and their mama is not around to help them." So the the, the point of the show is Opie raised the baby birds to a point where. They could fly out of the nest. Wow! And it was it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, the the end of the show, you know, the birds are flying away, and Opie goes, "Yeah, I know how you're going to feel, Dad, in a little while." Uh, <laughs> and uh. he's, "Yeah, I think you're right, son." I mean, you know, it was, it was it was a great show.
0: You know, speaking of birds, Marty, I have birds that can whistle that tune. <laughs> I the <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was always one of my favorites as well.
5: One of the things I liked about it is Andy never made Don Knotts look like a fool. No. Even though no. he was kind of a fool. Yeah. But he never purposely went out of his way to make him look worse. That's well, true,
1: it, isn't you, it? You remember that there's that one episode, and it's aired a lot, where. Um, uh, Andy and, and what was his uh, lady friend's name? I forget. Helen. 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 Miss Crump. Miss oh. yes, oh, Crump. Miss Crump. Andy theory. and Helen are, are caught in a some type of a cave collapse. Yeah. Or, and, and And the dirt's fallen in and they're trapped. And, and Barney goes to rescue them. Well, and Barney in his own fumbling, inimitable manner has taken a long time to try to get to them, you know. And, and in the interim, they get out. And they find out that Barney is still looking for him. And in order to help Barney feel good about himself and save face, they actually go back into the trap place to let Barney find him. You know, I remember that, yeah. that great yeah. episode. Yeah, that so. shows a
5: lot of compassion and caring for <laughs> yeah, does, his feelings, yeah. which, to me, there's some great lessons there.
1: There, there were, there were, and and what what great artists. Yes. I mean, th- these were not, you know, some of the junk comedians that you see. These were guys that were, and gals who were at the top of their craft as yes. far as being comedians. It's absolutely incredible. Just
0: curious, did you guys have any favorite cartoons
5: back in the day? I was a Woody Woodpecker fan. Woody Woodpecker? How about you? <laughs>
2: I wasn't much into cartoons only because they were so visual. Oh, and, okay. and yeah. you know, I was, I, I think I drove my parents nuts but when I was six years old. I want to watch Dragonary reruns, and, <laughs> and, 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 and they were, you know, I, I think even to the point where Marty, you know, some of the stuff you really shouldn't be watching. It's a little bit, you know, but that's what I liked. That's 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 what I enjoyed.
5: Well, if you ask Marty, he can give you his short little version of what cartoons sound like to him.
2: Well, yeah, it's it, you know, you, you hear this, <laughs> and and
5: <laughs> and you have no idea what's happened. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that
2: <laughs> cartoons to a blind guy. That's what they are, you know?
3: <laughs>
0: oh, we love it. Having so much fun with Marty Lancer Flying Blind Traffic and uh, his lovely wife, that's Terry. And we're going to take a little break with Chris Rice's cartoon song. And that's a lot of fun for kids and adults alike. And we'll be right back.
4: the other day, what if cartoons got saved? They start singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, what if cartoons got saved? They start singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, yeah, this what I mean, this is the Fred and Will of Stone sing Yabba Dabba Luia. And the Jetson's dog named Astro roar, I was thinking the other day What if cartoons that say they start singing praise In a whole new way? Yeah, yeah Teenage you ninja turn cowl and then there's hermity frog here singing hi hallelujah. and that little bald guy out in front because I was singing the other day what if cartoons got saved they start singing praise in a whole new Oh, that big old moose and his friend Rocky, boo boo and our favorite bear named Yogi,
3: boo boo boo
4: and then there's all those little blue guys, and they'd sing a to do it. cartoons one make for that. It's yeah, yeah. so let's sing hallelujah. All the guys, sing with me. Here we go. Hallelujah, ladies, echo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Head. Hallelujah. Go. hallelujah. Jabba, dabba,
0: rice the cartoon song on white house live pastor mike elaine and marty and terry lancer that was uh, fun. That
1: was obviously the live version of yes. wouldn't have yeah. been fun to be in that audience with him singing that oh yeah yeah <laughs> and he does the voices so well
2: uh, jumped into that kermit the frog there that was it was, great. And then it was elmer fudd yeah. 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 wonderful well.
1: so, so. here here's one you know there, there are some theme songs that uh, i think will be immortal you know everybody will recognize and and uh, here's one of them I think that you just can't possibly miss. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Terry and I are probably. Going to <laughs> <that way. laughs>
1: Now, he, now here's another one. Jack Lord, of course, had, had made his name in other uh, in other genres and in, in acting. And of course, James MacArthur uh, had had as well. But he, here were some great actors and actresses mm-hmm. on that show. And, and we bought that. It, and what was very funny uh, for my daughter, she, we we bought the Hawaii Five O, uh, you know, DVD series, and she thought it was too intense. You know, she's very sensitive, and she just thought yeah, it was a little scary. And, it was and yeah. the pilot the pilot was scary I mean if you, if you remember that it was about the guy that would put people underwater oh, and yeah. and McGarrett is put into this inflatable suit and put underwater to to mess up his mind you know and and he fights it yes. and and barely makes it but he hangs on to his sensibilities which is more than I've done, but um, <laughs> it was, it was a great show and, and a funny story about that for us. We, uh, my my mom had always wanted to go to Hawaii, and, and she said both my parents were teachers and they saved and they saved and saved to the point where we could go, and uh, so we went to Hawaii and they were filming Hawaii Five O. Oh wow! And uh, you know how they have security around these things. Well, my dad, you know, was was the kind of guy that if he thought something would be fun, there's nothing going to stop him. And he saw Chin Ho Kelly, the guy that played Chin Ho Kelly, yep. you know, on the on the steps of the state house or whatever it was. And they they were filming, and my dad just nonchalantly walks up and gets his autograph in the middle while they're filming Ooh. this this whole thing. <laughs> and, and I just, saw, uh, you know. Oh. Dad, you're my hero now. You know he has Shin Ho Kelly's signature. I mean that was that was pretty
2: amazing. Hawaii five O then of course afterward was Magnum PI. Now yes. before ho before Hawaii five O, do any of you remember Hawaiian I? Hawaiian Ooh. I. Wasn't James McCarthy? was he in that
5: James Darren, wasn't it? No,
2: no. it was it, it was uh, it was Robert Conrad. Robert yes, Conrad, yes, right. and it was uh, Connie Stevens. Yes, and Ed Byrne. It, no, Ed Burns was seventy-seven Sunset yeah, Strip. Yeah, that's
0: the one. Cookie, cookie, led yeah. Yeah. to your home, yeah,
2: home. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But uh, no, we, I don't think do James
2: we MacArthur, one? Well, I have to
1: check. I don't think so. You know, it, it, you you may be right. You know, seventy-seven Sunset Strip. I watched that uh, a lot, and and that theme, of course, also. Sunset
3: yeah. Sunset yeah. It.
1: I love those trumpets, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. And that's when they have real themes. <laughs> yeah. none, of this, none of this synthesized stuff. Oh yeah. That was a real thing. You know how to play instruments. Yeah, right. yeah. I like the
5: nail popping thing because I never could do it. <laughs> yeah! yeah. yeah. 77, <laughs> Sunset Strip. 77, Sunset seven,
3: seven, Strip.
2: Seven. <laughs> I'm showing <sure not. laughs> <laughs> up.
1: Well, and, and uh, you know, there, were, there were some great police shows, and a lot of them had some wonderful themes. Here, here's another one, and uh, I know Marty, Marty will pick up on this one pretty quick. Oh,
5: oh yeah. yeah. I like this show. Greg
1: yeah. mm-hmm. Stevens
2: uh-huh. was the star.
1: And these were these were musicians. I mean, you know, they turned out some great. Peter Gunn, obviously the right. the yep. name of this one. And and I was in high school in '69, uh, I think somewhere around the '70s or '74. I did get through in four years only. <laughs> <Just wanted> to... <laughs> Nobody's counting. Everybody's counting up. Saying, "How many years did Mike spend in high school?" You're kind
0: of counting our fingers yes. into yes. I tell yeah. you what, no. you took
1: five or six. Though you, there were other people right with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all of us trumpet players, you know, we we wanted to oh, be Hawaii Five yeah. O. We wanted to play Peter Gunn. You know, we wanted to play some of these great themes, and and uh, just just made it memorable. Efren Zimbalist Jr. Mm. was wasn't he on um, seventy seven Sunset Strip? Yep, and the FBI or the FBI. After yes, that. yeah, oh. and uh, he now um, just saw him on on a Christian television really? station the no. other day. Is is reading scripture. Yes. Ephraim wow. Zimbalist, mm-hmm. Jr. Mm-hmm. And amazing. of course that that great you know at the time male actors had this kind of Oxford sounding voice. Yes. You know and he did. and uh, and and now of course he's very distinguished white hair, white mustache and he sits That's in right. his chair reading the word and you're going, Wow man, I never heard it like that before. You know?
2: yes. <laughs> like Bill Pierce and Night Sounds. Remember that Mike Bill Pierce had a show called Night Sounds it was on Christian radio in the '80s, and I have a Bible read by him. So oh, is that right? I imagine no. it's much like, uh, of course, and Ephraim Zimla's daughter Stephanie did Remington Steele too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, in the '80s. That what was, a great show! It was. Yeah. What yeah. a great show, and of course that got uh, that got uh, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. his name and mm-hmm. went on to be uh, 007. But and and very interesting. My wife uh, worked at uh, Norris Cancer Hospital for many years as their uh, director of Employee Health and Pierce brosnan's wife at the time uh, was dying of cancer and uh they came to norris hospital and she said he he was the nicest guy mm. and uh just very low key and but and and devoted to his wife i don 't know what you know what his life has been like since and and all that uh you know some of the stuff he's been in is kind of questionable but uh 007 certainly very famous but but uh, during that time just just a very loving devoted man who stood by his wife you know all the money in the world probably uh, but 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 just very devoted staying by her side and what is just a great love story at uh, at the time
2: and she died fairly young as i
1: remember too yeah. oh yeah yeah and, yeah ab absolutely so what other, we've talked about kind of the, the police genre, Perry Mason, you know, the investigators. we talked a little about emergency. Uh, what about some of these other genres, uh, Marty? What, what's important well, here's, to you? Well,
2: here's a couple comparisons here. I, uh, Two and a Half Men, which is on now, uh, sitcom with. Um, Two single guys raising a boy. And, and then the housekeeper, who's just a scream. And My Three Sons.
0: Wow. Oh, Fred McMurray, oh yeah. my goodness now
2: oh, my. I, I I remember my three sons, not so much the first version but the second one. I remember real well um, with Stanley Livingston mm-hmm. playing ernie mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Or playing chip, and then it was um uh Barry Livingston playing ernie and and uh uh Don Grady playing Robbie. but what I remember about that show is is uh you know Fred McMurray was the dad they looked up to him they respected him two and a half men on the other hand um Somebody I knew had talked about how funny it was, and so one Saturday night, Terry and I were home. we thought, like, "What? Oh wow, it's on! Let's let's see." You know what this show is all about. I never I never watched it, and I remember thinking, you know, the housekeeper's a scream. She plays the two men against who are brothers against each other, and and it's kind of funny, but uh, almost mean spirited though. Kind of mean spirited comedy, which I think we've gotten into a little bit too much.
1: Well, I I think so, and I I think Roseanne had a big hand in that, and kind of turning that corner. Uh, you know where where the family began to be something that was despised, and you know, of course, ridiculed, yeah, and and ridiculed on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and and of course you go <laughs> go back to the old days of, um, well, here why don't we pull this one up? This is uh, and a lot of people remember the show. Maybe they uh, they don't remember the theme. Let's listen to this one. <laughs>
2: Still watch it. (laughs) I do. I love this show.
5: I think for many of us that became the dream of the the really functional families. Beaver and
1: Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to
5: Beaver and And, y'all wanted Ward Cleaver for your dad and
1: Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. even, in, you know, and Ozzie and Harriet. Yes. You know, and, and people ridicule that now, but, mm-hmm. you know, they did talk about some some pretty uh, tough stuff from time to time and um, about, you know, the the dad's role, and he's, you know, sometimes the dad messes up. Right. Yeah. You know, but it, it was not ridiculing trying to destroy the family and... Uh, you know that's just so sad that we've lost some of those uh, some of those values. You know, I, I always found with with Leave It to
2: Beaver, you know, people would say, oh, that's." I mean, people now say, "Oh, that's so corny." The kids weren't really that way; they didn't talk that way. I said, "No, but here's the thing: what the things you heard Beaver say, maybe kids didn't say then, but they thought it. Uh-huh. You know, in other words, they were always scared of Dad hollering at them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they wouldn't admit it, but they were always thinking, "Boy, if I do, if I do that, and and." uh I remember one. you talk about dealing with tough issues, I I saw one, and I've only seen it one time, Um, and and all the times I've watched Leave it to Beaver, but but, uh, it's where they have a guy working on their house who's an alcoholic, Hmm. and they don't want to tell the kids because the kids like him, Uh, he's a pretty good worker. But one one particular day, I think Wally or the, be- the he he asked for something to drink and and something non alcoholic, and Wally figures, well, he's an adult, you know, and and gives it to him. And of course, the guy's as far as his work day is toast; it's he's, he's done that day. And and the the parents are going, why would you guys do that? Well, Dad, we didn't know. You didn't tell mm. us. He mm. um, goes, yeah, I guess you know you're right. I really didn't tell you. I, I didn't want to bring it up to you. I didn't know how to how to tell it you know, tell it to you. But, of course, the funny part of the show was just this guy and the annex that, you know, and how much the kids looked up this old guy who could tell stories and, and uh, uh, but it was a great show.
0: Yeah. Do you know how Beaver got his name by any chance? Anybody? No. It said it was revealed in the last show because when Theodore was an infant, Wally, as a, a young lad, he had trouble saying the word Theodore, so it came out Beaver, and it just kind of yeah. stuck as a nickname. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's how it... Came about.
1: Well, yeah. you're just full of trivia today.
3: I'm,
2: I'm, yeah. I'm full of a lot of it. things, but I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that came about. Here's, a, here's another comparison for you Father Knows Best and The mm. Simpsons.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind that's of scary. A, yeah, that, s- that is a scary yeah. one. The Simpsons, Father Knows Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, <Poor guy>. Well.
1: Wow. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, What Can You Say? But. You know, so many, so many people have come to us and said, "Oh, well, The Simpsons has a moral story to it, and and uh, th- there's there's morals to it." And I said, "Well, I don't know. I, you know, on, on the advice of just other folks to find out if I, I've watched parts of it several times, I found no moral." compass in that whatsoever. Have you? I mean, I, you no. know, I, I, give me a break.
2: I have to admit, and this probably is my human side coming out. I, you know, I, when, when my stepson was growing up, he, he loved the show and, you know, um, I, so a couple of years ago, he's an adult and he got a video, bunch of DVDs, the Simpsons for Christmas, and he wanted to sit down and watch. Well, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. I, and I have to admit, it was funny. I mean, they're very creative the when they do the show and when they do the clips of on the simpsons next week and they'll show you the funniest part of that, and and you think wow that is pretty funny but again you know it makes dad look like an idiot that that's my concern with the
1: whole show is that what it does to dads well you know and and, and we mess up anyway we don't need to be made look worse than we are you know and and you know i think there's a point to uh no matter <clears throat> you know who you are you, you do as you father you do make mistakes, but, you know, also you need to celebrate those times when you have the little victories and, and you know, it, it maybe is not an out, outstanding barn burner time. But, it's, you know, it's like we were talking about, I was bowling with my son and hit a two twenty two. To look in his eyes and he's looking at me going, Dad, that's like a pro. And you're going, I don't yeah. get any better than this. <laughs> that's that yeah. outstanding oh, yeah. in any yeah. God, God, is, uh, God is good. But that's about <laughs> respect. You that know, is about uh, those respect. Those shows taught
5: you respect for your parents.
1: Absolutely.
5: And, and we don't have that today.
0: You know, as parents, whether fathers or mothers, we all fall down at times on the jobs. Right. And I, th- I think it's important that our children know that and see that and we own up to it uh, yeah. as parents. And uh, I, I so agree with, with you, what you've said about Um, the respect thing, and I think it's important that we spend quality time with our children, and I I think that's one of the things that we've lost uh, in the last few generations, you know, as we grew up and we celebrate, and we've we've certainly had a lot of fun today with uh, uh, remembering and uh, celebrating the, the past years that we've had with all of these fun TV shows that we grew up with but you know there's there's something that we're missing it seems in today's TV shows you know i have to be real honest with a lot of the TV shows and the sitcoms and the series that are on today i've not seen many of them i don't even know what's on yeah, TV yeah. today i really don't if you know you... we're
1: we're bumping the clock a, a little bit and and let's let's put marty to the test here okay okay uh, i know he's going to you know you okay. putting marty to the test is like you know, you know he's going to nail it, but let's let's just try one or two here. We okay. kind of touched on this genre, uh, but but let's listen to this theme for a little bit here. We'll see uh, we'll see if Marty picks up on this. Oh, Wild Wild West, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: yeah. know, wild, here, here's a good comparison while we're fading out of that. Wild Wild West, and of course, Man from Uncle was uh, oh, not yeah. in the western genre, but he was. it's kind of a Superhero kind of guy. And the show 24. Talk about the difference in pacing. Mm. And, mm. and, and, and uh, the body count. Uh, the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is there is that. Yeah. Uh, but Wild Wild West with, of course, Robert
1: Conrad. And I don't remember who played Artemis Gordon. But. Uh, Ross. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ross. Something in there. And he, and he had a heart attack uh, during the later times of the shows. And I don't remember the name of the actor, but he was one of their. Uh, shills that often worked with them and I don't remember the actor's name but he actually took Artemis Gordon's place for a while uh, while he was recovering from his heart attack and and he died you know a couple years later I guess but one of the one of the reasons I included this in 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 today's uh, montage here is it had a science fiction aspect to it married up with A good western, yeah. And here were two guys that you could look up to, and it 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 crossed the the gender thing too because women liked it. You know, Robert Conrad was a star, and 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 men liked it because you know macho macho, and and (laughs) so you know both you know the 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 dudes and the dudettes both you know (laughs) they both kind of dug that show, and 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 it was very very creative. I was very disappointed in the movie, The Wild Wild West, that came out many years later. uh, it, it just, you know, in, in the, in the, in the television show, they used, you could kind of suspend d- belief a little bit and say, yeah, maybe with that technology, they could have pulled that off. The movie I think was just so out of whack with reality that it, and, and it didn't, there was a charm uh, about the wild, wild west between Artemis Gordon and, and, uh, and James West. You know, there was a charm about that—the the the chemistry between them and between friends. And between friends. friends, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, should we try another one on? Uh, oh, on well, now nah, he'll Why get this not? one. I mean, everybody's going to get this one. And uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, marrying up uh, the western with this particular genre, and and this one really uh, broke a lot of ground and and uh, has uh, affected a lot of people over the years, huh? Now, this actually was the second iteration of this particular show. Gunsmoke? Nope. Nope.
2: Nope. Got me here on this one. I know I've heard it. It's, it's like, oh, we're at the Olympics. No, it's not right.
1: <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me stumped Oh, here. wait a minute. Oh. Mark it down. Oh we my <laughs> goodness. Stumped, Mark. <laughs> well, this is Star Trek: Next Generation. Oh, yeah. In okay. And uh, to be honest with you, I I, I love the uh, the first series because it was just new. Right. You know, and and you look back at it and you look at some of the costuming and and but. You know, they they dealt with some pretty heady stuff. I loved the one, though, the Star Trek's The Next Generation, Captain Picard. You know, Ah. there there was just something about... Make it so number one, you know they're just uh, uh i I wanted to be Picard, you know
5: <laughs> you could actually take him serious and William Shatner He's a little bit not so serious, well, it was, such an
1: overactor. it was a little bit camp i, yes. I there was, it was like Batman right. you know yeah. and, and I religiously watched Batman mm. in fact i I had this little cape, and I would run into our clothes closet and close the door, pretending it was the bat cape. <laughs>
0: I, Can't you guys just see that? And Mom's
1: going, where's he going? I guess he's being Batman, dear.
2: 1966.
1: Yeah, that's... Will he ever grow out of it? Probably not, dear.
5: 1966, you know, and... he was in high school. That's a problem.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Terry got me on that one. Huh? <laughs>
0: Oh you guys this hour has gone by way too fast. This has been fun, hasn't it? Yes, <laughs> we're, absolutely. We're going to have to do it again. Marty, any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners?
2: Well, it's just it's been great and uh, you know, I guess one closing thought I have is media here to reflect society or shape it. It's a good mm-hmm. question.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank yes.
5: you, Marty. Terry, how about you? Well, when I, we were talking about how it reflects society, there are no Christians reflected in today's television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we know there's lots of them. Yeah. But you don't see them. Too.
2: Or if you do see them, they're wacko nuts. You know, they, they really. Some cult. You, I mean, that, that's the way we're portrayed, and it's kind of sad because that's not the way it is. Amen.
0: Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening. Tune in again to Lighthouse Live. God bless you. Have a great week.